This is a special song today. This song goes out to all the kids who woke up on Saturday mornings and knew it was time to clean up. Shout out to mom, shout out to grandma. I'm finna go clean the bathroom right after this shit. Yes, sir. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 25 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel. Back like Jordan wearing the faux five. I want to say thank you to all the people who continuously like, subscribe, share, who support, who constantly tune in. Thank you to all the essential workers out there. Battling this COVID toe-to-toe. You guys haven't had a day off offering your goods and your services to us. Thank you to all the people who continuously use their voices to affect change. And, um, that you know, just thank you to everyone who loves and supports this platform, who loves and supports young black people chasing their dreams, man. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. We're going to have a great, great, great show today. I'm in a tremendous mood. I'm in an unbelievable mood. It's just every day is a fucking blessing, man. I truly believe that. And I feel so blessed to just be in here in pod, man. Just to talk to y'all. Just for the people who click this shit and I get to talk to y'all. I'm just so happy and I feel so blessed just to be able to do that. So we gonna have a great show today, man. Let's go. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro, throwback steez. You ain't know I had the throwbacks in me. That was I Wanna Thank You by Alicia Myers off the album alicia shout out to mom shout out to grandmoms who just when you it was a saturday morning or a sunday morning if we didn't have church when i was a kid and you heard songs like alicia myers or uh maybe some stevie wonder um my mom really liked um jill scott shout out shout out to jill scott i believe 20 20 year anniversary of her first album was like last week or two weeks ago shout out to jill scott um yeah so my mom really liked jill scott she really liked like flow tree um mary j blige uh erica badu my grandma was really into like gospel so she would be playing like kurt franklin or uh fred hammond or uh uh cc winans like that was just that was just their shit and like we woke up saturday mornings or sundays some sundays heard that shit on we knew what time it was. It was time to clean up. And uh, yeah, man, shout out to the parents out there, man, playing that good music, teaching teaching your kids about the old, the old school generation. I know when I'm a dad, I know 
I'm gonna be fucking playing like fucking Griselda and shit, West Side Gun and Benny the Butcher and old 50 Cent joints and old Dipset joints, old Ho joints, like, and <laughs> that's they're gonna be waking up to fucking gun bars and drugs, uh, selling drug bars. Like, that's what they're gonna grow up on. They're gonna grow up on like Wu Tang Clan and shit. So, that's it's, uh, it's serious. It's up to the parents. You gotta teach your kids the, the classics, man. You gotta teach your kids the classics. They're gonna be running around thinking Blueface is the hottest nigga out. So, you know, hey, shout out to mom, shout out to grandma, man. Shout out to them. So now it's time for my favorite, 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 favorite segment of the podcast, Bronx Facts. For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is a segment I like to do at the beginning of each show just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, the borough that I love that people may not know, that people have may have never heard before, um, just to show how many great things, how many great people, and how many great ideas come from the Bronx, New York. So, your Bronx fact for today is... The Bronx Cooperative Development Initiative is a community-led planning and economic development organization based in the Bronx. They describe themselves as a network of community and labor organizations, anchor institutions, and small businesses to build an equitable, sustainable, and democratic local economy that creates shared wealth and ownership for low-income people of color. That is your Bronx Fact for episode number 25. Damn, son, where'd you find this? So we're getting right to the shits this week. Um, What I wanted to do this week was kind of recap. It was a whole bunch of topics that I had missed over the last two weeks. I, um, I... Two episodes ago, did ran really long on a sports thing, and then last week I had a guest. Shout out to Ray, uh, Voices of the Black Community podcast. Check that out. Um, so I didn't have a lot of time to cover um, a lot of the bubbling shit that was going on over the last two weeks. So that's what I want to do today. I want to just recap um, a lot of the happenings that was going on, the most bubbling topics. Now, it may be a little dated because it's two weeks, but... I mean, I did have things to say about it. It was just like, damn, I got caught up in either my own shit or got caught up with the guests. So I didn't have time to address it. So I want to recap um, some of the stories uh, that was really like bubbling and really um, were were really impactful, I guess, from the last two weeks. So we're going to start with and this one hurts me. That's why I'm starting with it first. We're going to start with Kanye West, man. So if you guys are unaware, um, Kanye West was is I don't know what the status of it is, but he was running for president of uh, 2020. And I kind of saw through that. I knew it was smokescreen. It was a um, like a rollout or whatever. Like, you know, somehow, some way celebrities always do crazy shit when it's time to drop music or drop products or whatever the case, um, because controversy sells. Right? I just know that to be true. Um, so he's running for president and he had a rally, his first ever campaign rally in South Carolina. And, um, in this rally, he just was saying a lot of wild shit. 
he was uh, uh he said that um Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves. He said that uh, he started like breaking down and crying, like crying, crying, uh, talking about abortion. Um, basically, it was it was really it was really an epic fail. So I'm gonna play you um just a piece of of the rally um just to show you like what it sounded like, and then we'll go from there. Um, so this is Kanye West's uh first presidential rally in South Carolina. Not off to a great start, certainly. Um, and here's the second clip where he started crying about abortions. My mom saved my life. There would have been no Kanye West because my dad was too busy. It's, 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 I don't even like, I, I don't even really know what to say about that in particular. Um, and I wondered how to even address this situation. Cause anyone who knows me knows I love Kanye. I love Kanye. I love his music. I feel like he is one of the most talented individuals in the history of music. Not even grouping people into classifications. Oh, this is hip hop. This is R&B. This is electronic EDM dance, whatever. One of the most talented people in the history of music. And he's he's a really talented person, in my opinion. And, I, you know, I got nothing but love for Kanye. Nothing but love for Kanye. Like, College Dropout came out in 2004, like. <laughs> like and that shit is one of the most influential albums in my opinion you know what i'm saying and man i it's just with all these things going on man i just have a few thoughts um first if any of you if any of you were legitimately going to vote for kanye west to be president I'm really going to have to challenge your intellect or I'm really going to have to ask you, is everything a joke? So that's just going to get that off the bat. If any of you were legitimately going to vote for Kanye West, I have to challenge your intelligence or I have to ask you, do you think that everything is a joke? Because in all seriousness, Kanye will never win president and all he will do is take away votes from whoever else challenges Trump, right? So if your purpose is to get rid of Trump, which is my uh, opinion that he needs to go, he's completely terrible in every way. Voting for Kanye West would not necessarily do the job. 
let's put we could put our votes into a person that we actually you know have more faith in than Kanye so you know the presidential bid is absolutely bullshit like it, it is it's, I mean it's, it's absolutely bullshit so you know uh I man I don't I don't really know what to say about it man because I really love Kanye but I mean I'm just gonna be honest so one, we we know that Kanye has, has a history of dealing with mental health issues. That's number one. Number two, he went on, he was going on the rant and, you know, ca- classic Kanye rant and everything. But I don't want us to lose sight of this is a extremely talented brother, extremely talented brother who is fighting with a lot of things, a lot of internal things, right? In terms of um, personal tragedies or, uh, mental health issues or dealing with celebrity. Like it's, it's difficult just because people have a lot of money. Don't mean that they lose their humanity. So if an average Joe goes through their mental health situations and we all extend our love and our, uh, well wishes for them, I think that, um, that we could do the same thing for people with money and more success. So that's number one. I think that that needs to be, um, just said, like, I'm praying for Kanye. I'm praying for his mental health. I'm praying for him to battle these personal demons head on and come out on the other side stronger. Like, so that's, I have to start with that. I got to leave with love. But um, I think that on a large scale, America loves to watch great figures fall from grace. And what I mean by that is America builds people up to superhuman levels only to shit on them when they fuck up, right? Kanye lost a lot of favor when he went and interrupted Taylor Swift at the VMAs in 09, where he said Beyonce had the greatest album of all time, said, Taylor, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish, blah, 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 blah. That got him out of the good graces of, for let's just say white America on a large scale, white America. Um, and... You know, since that moment, he's just become an easy target. So everything he does, if it's with paparazzi or if it's with his personal relationship, is under a, a, a magnifying glass. It's under scrutiny because he fell out of favor with a lot of people. And um, I think, like I said before, I think mental health awareness is a big thing, except when it comes to people of color, number one, and when it comes to people who fall out of America's good graces. Right. So we take a front seat to. A person with mental health disorders, we watch them crash and burn, right? We 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 eat it up like it's a movie theater. We watch someone's life literally plunge into the toilet, um, and we'll fake like we're sorry. We'll play sorry when they ultimately maybe lose their life, right? Like that's what we do. Like that's just what we do. So, um, a situation like that. Everyone talking all this shit about Kanye. Oh, fuck Kanye. Coon. Get out. The movie Get Out was about you. Um, you shouldn't have been with these people. You shouldn't have had kids with this woman. They're the devil. You stupid. Blah, blah, blah. We all saying that now, but... And God forbid, of course. God forbid. But if Kanye passes away tomorrow or in the next few weeks or so, all that shit is going to go out the window. Oh my God, what a loss. What a devastating tragedy. Oh my goodness. Rest in peace, SIP, bro. You're amazing. 
all of that shit. We we know we've seen it happen with too many too many people. So I mean, I, I just that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I think that mental health awareness is big, except when it comes to people of color or people who fall out of America's good graces. And you know, Freddie Gibbs said, like I love to quote. Niggas will let you niggas won't let you live in peace, but love to see you rest in peace. So I mean, Kanye, I'm praying for the brother, man. I'm praying for him because I can see that I don't know what the turning point was, maybe when his mother passed away, but like he really like started the real erratic stuff. Um then the Taylor shit happened. And then the fucking, then he created fucking My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And then uh, Watch the Throne came out and then Yeezus came out. And then he had a baby, got married. Then he fell out with Hove. And then, you know, he started doing all this MAGA shit. Like, I don't know. I, I can't call it. I don't know when that started. Um, But... Being a celebrity and being an A-list celebrity, a megastar, it's hard. It's difficult. And the pressures of the public, the pressures of your family or the people around you, the pressures of uh, the music business, the pressures of the entertainment business, the pressures, the pressures of social media, all of that affects you. So it doesn't matter how much money you have. Like, let's keep that in mind. You don't lose your humanity just because you have multi, multi-millions or billions of dollars. Dollars doesn't equate with mental health. Dollars doesn't equate with physical health. You just so happen to have this amass amount of wealth. So after the whole rally and after the whole shit, like he was on, he was doing a Twitter rant talking about how they tried to lock him up with a doctor, him and uh, Kim and Chris Jenner, Kim's mom tried to lock him up with a doctor and um, that he wanted to get a divorce from Kim and. Kim wanted to abort his child, and um, he called Chris Jenner Chris Jong Un. So it was like I was like, oh god, like he's falling off. And then another video came out. Dave Chappelle, my guy, flew out to see Kanye. Um, flew out to like just ch- I guess check on him and be with him for a few days, and and um and just support him i guess and i think that's all he needs right now support man that's all he needs is support i'm praying for the brother he has serious mental health problems um we have to take it seriously and no amount of money can bring you sanity can bring you inner peace can can attack your demons no amount of money can do that so um it's very important that people especially black people to be quite frank, um, one, look out for our brothers and our sisters, and two, uh, understand that your mental health is very important. That's all I want to use Kanye for. I want to use Kanye as a springboard for that. Make sure that you do what you can, take the steps to address your mental health properly, your mental health issues, because we all have them. We're all human. So you can't say, oh, I don't got no mental health problem. Yes, you do. We're human beings. Like, we all have problems mentally. So, um, that's it, man. I'm just praying for the brother Kanye. I love Kanye. Prayers, love. I hope that that brother can just come out the other side a better version of himself. That's all I can say. 
I'm praying for Kanye. I'm praying for him. Next on the docket, I want to talk about <laughs> Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion. So, what was it, last week or two weeks ago, uh, there was a big controversy involving Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion, right? So, Meg Thee Stallion and Tory went to a party. And first, I want to say Tory Lanez is 5'3". <laughs> and Megan Thee Stallion is 5'10". Let's just say that. So, two things I want to say before I get into what happened. One, if Tory Lanez bagged Meg Thee Stallion, that's a win for short niggas everywhere. That is a win for short niggas everywhere. But two, short niggas got quick tempers. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but my travels, the shorter the guy is, the more quick he is to anger. Maybe it's that Napoleon complex. I don't know the inferiority complex because they're short. But little niggas love to fight and little niggas love to pop shit and get really aggressive. And it's like, fam, you need to calm down. And I'm not even saying that as like six foot three Denzel. I'm not even that tall. I'm five foot nine and a half. It counts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, short niggas is always quick. They got quick tempers. I mean, I guess they're short, so they have short tempers. But basically, the 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 summary of what happened was. On Saturday night, July 11th, um, yeah, so that's two weeks ago, um, an argument at Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion resulted in the first rapper behind bars, Tory, after police arrested him, finding a gun in his car, and latter, and and Megan in the hospital after reports that Tory Lanez allegedly shot her. Um, according to TMZ, the initial report was that Megan had a cut on her foot from broken glass from the car, but she set the record straight um, when she detailed suffering multiple gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against her with the intention to physically harm her. That's her quote. Um, the 25 year old artist explained that she was not arrested at the time, but was driven to the hospital to undergo surgery to remove the bullets from her foot. The narrative, this is uh, Megan's full quote. The narrative that is being reported about Sunday morning's events are inaccurate. And I like to set the record straight. On Sunday morning, I suffered a gunshot. I suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against me and done with the intention to physically harm me. I was never arrested. The police officers drove me to the hospital where I underwent surgery to remove those bullets. I'm incredibly grateful to be alive and that I am expected to make a full recovery. But it was important for me to clarify the details about this traumatic night. I'm currently focused on my recovery so I can return back to my life and making music as soon as possible. Um, so it's crazy, man. All I got to say about this, again, I'm super, super happy that Megan Thee Stallion is okay. Um, she is more than just a popular artist. She is fucking, I want to say the embodiment of this new women's empowerment wave, which is super fire. I fuck with that. Like women are more and more and more realizing that these like, they got power they got hella power and megan the stallion's music if you listen to her music she's telling you like no i'm that bitch i'm the prize you're gonna do all this shit for me i don't settle for no nigga like she's on that heavy women empowerment way so i fuck with her so i'm happy that she's okay i'm happy that she is um on the road to a full recovery 
I just gotta say, man. Hey, you gotta stay away from the short niggas, man. The short niggas, they have quick tempers. They just do. Like, I remember every time I used to work at Target and I used to work at a storage facility. Um, every time I would encounter someone, a problematic customer, whether at Target or whether at my other jobs, usually when they were like extremely belligerent or when they didn't get what they want, there was a really short person. Now, not to say that taller people aren't dicks and can't be rude and disrespectful or angry. I'm just saying that it was a frequency of the dudes who would like want to pop shit the most or the people who always really want to start the most problems were really, really short. So, uh, Meg, I, I guarantee you will never see Megan Thee Stallion again with a man who's shorter than her. I guarantee it. Megan Thee Stallion is tall, 5'10", 5'11". So you're only going to be dating athlete niggas or super, super tall niggas for the rest of her career. Guaranteed. So, Tori, one, shout out to you if you were able to bag. But two, you fucked it up for every other short bro on the planet. And that's that on that. That's all I got on that, Tori and Meg. I'm happy Meg's okay. I pray to God that Tori did not shoot her um, intentionally. I would, you definitely never should be physically violent toward a woman. You never should pull a gun out on a woman. Never, never should pull a gun out or be physical toward a woman. But when that all comes out, we'll we'll know more, more details. As of right now, I'm just happy that Meg's okay. And that's all I got on that. That's all I got. Now, after Tori and after Meg, um, who's next? Oh, of course, Will and Jada. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. The gift that keeps on giving, man. I swear it. So as you know, I'm sure you. there's no way you, you could not have heard of this by now. Um. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith's now iconic Red Table Talk episode where Jada confirmed having a relationship with August Alsina, an entanglement, uh, if you, <laughs> as she coined. Uh, it set the internet on fire. It's, it's countless memes, countless fucking clips, uh, funny videos, funny reactions. Um... It's just been an internet firestorm, really. Seriously, an internet firestorm. And um, first, let me say, who was surprised by this? I swear, I I don't know. Maybe we just idolize celebrities so much and we just think that they're perfect. That's a mistake because they're not. But who thinks that these rich-ass motherfuckers, all the money in the world, all the power in the world, all the influence in the world are just super monogamous. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you watch Will Smith on Instagram? Every other week, he's in the fucking Maldives or he's in fucking Abu Dhabi or the fucking Grand Canyon bungee jumping off shit by his fucking self. You honestly think that Will Smith isn't fucking whoever he wants? Honestly. And I believe that him and Jada have had that freedom for a long time and the only difference is that Jada fucked the wrong nigga who wanted to run his mouth and not to disregard August Alsina's mental health issues as well because that is true and you can say that she may have preyed on him um, 
seeing that he was vulnerable in certain areas then gave him that nurturingness and then it started a relationship. So I'm not even going to argue the specifics. I agree. I believe that that is the case that, you know, she saw someone in need and took advantage of him in a way, in a certain type of way. I can't say that that's not true, but I also can't say that this is not behavior that's foreign for people with all the money, power and influence in the fucking world. Like, come on, dog. Niggas was really surprised. Like, this is what rich motherfuckers do. Why do you think you see all these rappers with nine baby mamas? Like, what do you like? <sighs> rappers, celebrities, athletes. Rich people do this. Like, so I don't know why you're surprised. But as a result, the, the, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I swear it. As the result, there has been a new single. The new single that hit the streets called Entanglements. You fucking guessed it. By August Alcina featuring Rick Ross. So what I want to do is I want to play for you the clip of Will and Jada talking about the entanglement. And then after that is a small clip of the track by August Alcina. You and I decided we were going to take our space and what happened. Yeah. And then I got into an entanglement with August. That's what I said. An entanglement? Yes. <laughs> yes. A relationship. Yes. It was a yeah. relationship. Absolutely. I even fuck with how Will said an entanglement. <laughs> Uh, I think you mean a relationship. Like, I even fuck with that. Like, nah, bitch, you're not skating off that cute language. It wasn't no entanglement. It was a relationship. Fuck out of here. <laughs> but after, so that's just the entanglement clip, if you haven't heard it. And now here is the small bite of uh, of the entanglement song by August Alsina. Uh, now i can't even front i'm serious i can't even front that sound all right like i want to hear the whole i haven't had a chance to hear the entire song only clips that sound all right it had a little bounce on it entanglement yeah uh, entanglement <laughs> like yo that was that was actually kind of fire i kind of i kind of fuck with that honestly but um yeah man but look i can't sit here and act like i'm so surprised and outraged the only difference that this happened is will and jada i'm sure have been in an open type relationship or have relate marriage marital freedoms if you will for a long fucking time okay and the only difference is that one of them got caught. And I think that we would be much more harder on Will Smith if he was the one caught who stepped out on Jada or it just got reported. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if he was the one who had an entanglement, like I think the the pulse of, of social media or just the world in general would be way more... Uh, uh, bashing or unfavorable to will smith if uh, uh if he was the one who got caught but whatever man who fucking cares these niggas got way too much money bro <laughs> these these niggas got way too much money like and this is what rich people do like i don't i just don't understand the surprise 
ness of it. Like niggas just really say, oh my God, what? This is what rich motherfuckers do. They fuck a lot of people. Like <laughs> I'm certain if Will Smith put out the bat signal in fucking Istanbul or wherever the fuck else he is now, there's going to be a lineup of women outside his door. So like, let's not play dumb. That's it. That's that on that. Shout out to Will. Shout out to Jada. Shout out to August for the Entanglements track. And uh, <laughs> that is a uh, uh, first part of my recap of the last two weeks. Moving right along, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is Rogers Neighborhood, R O D G E R S, Neighborhood N E I G H. B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood. R-O-D-G-E-R-S. Neighborhood N-G-H-B-R-H-D. There are no vowels in neighborhood on Twitter. And I'm saying it and repeating it for the one millionth time because I ask you guys weekly to send in questions, comments, concerns, feedback, whatever else you may have for me on the social media platforms. And you guys do not disappoint you guys make me feel so special, man. I appreciate all the guys who, one, listen, to and two, engage with me on social media. I really appreciate it. So for this week, um, I'm only going to do one question because I have a lot of other things I want to talk about, and it may take a long time, um, and I talk a lot anyway, so I don't want to like run over. I want to be conscious. So I'm only going to do one question. It's kind of a layered question. Um And it was greatly worded. I love the wording of this question. So it says, you have 24 episodes of the show and I want to get into it, but I mean, 24 episodes at an hour per show is a lot of talking. Is there a select few of episodes that I can listen to as a cheat sheet guide to your podcast? Great question. Great question. And it's true. I mean, 24 episodes estimated about an hour each episode. That's 24 hours. It would take you one whole day, literally to if you wanted to like just run through the whole fucking shit like so i understand that so what i've done is i've created a small episode guide i've taken the liberty of creating a small yeah small guide uh basically leading you down the path of which podcast you kind of want to listen to And what i mean by that is i've taken just basic topics so basic overall type topics and i put my podcast into each episode so for example if you really like sports right if you're really into sports it's episode blah 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 blah. so before i even get into that um all episodes if you guys don't know have certain common denominators so there's going to be certain things that are featured literally on every episode one is bronx facts because that's my favorite segment of the pod all of my episodes, all of my episodes, every single one features some sort of hip hop music, some sort of hip hop topic, some sort of hip hop conversation, literally all of them. So you will not escape from my thoughts, views, opinions on hip hop, the culture or the music. So you will not escape that. So if you <laughs> you're going to hear that, you're going to hear Bronx Facts, you're going to hear shit about hip hop. You're going to hear about current events, what's popping for that week in, sp- in particular on the majority of the episodes. And um, I try my best to be entertaining and humorous. So you're going to hear all of those common denominators. But the specific guide, I have it here broken down. I have five main 
topics or five main subjects that I group my episodes into. So my first one, if you like hearing about personal stories, right, meaning like um, stories about my life or myself or this podcast, the creation or, um, you know, things like dating or, you know, just stories that are personal to me, um, I would start with episode one, episode three, episode seven, episode 13, episode 15, and episode 24. That's personal stories. That's where I spend some time talking about things that are personal to me, right? Dating, relationships, uh, um, you know, my upbringing, my childhood, you know, family shit, the journey of podcasts and all that type of shit, personal stuff. The next is politics. People do like politics and I have a few episodes like that. So if you really like politics, I would suggest episode five, episode 10, episode 12, episode 19, and episode 20. Those have chunks of political uh, subject matter in it. You know, if that's if that's your cup of tea, if you like sports and I love sports. um, Episode two, episode three, episode four, episode seven, episode eight, episode nine episode 16 and episode 23 have a lot of uh, uh, sports content or I spend a significant amount of time in those podcasts talking about sports or sports related topics. Um, the next grouping I have is for jokes and humor. I try to do it in almost all episodes, um, but these, I guess it was just more frequent, more frequent joking, more frequent humor. Um, episode two, episode five, episode nine, episode 14, episode 16, episode 21, episode 22, and episode 23. Those, if you really into jokes and humorous shit. And the last one, which is my favorite triggered. I made a triggered Denzel podcast guide. So basically these are episodes where I'm really upset about something or something really upset me. And um, I want to talk about it on the podcast. So I'm triggered about it. Uh, Episode 7, episode 10, episode 11, episode 17, episode 18, episode 19, and episode 20. 17 through 20 was when the whole um, George Floyd thing bubbled to to the top. And I was really like in my Malcolm X bag. I felt like, you know, I was in my activist type bag. I just felt so strongly about it. And I just, I literally took four episodes and I just dedicated it to that racism, police brutality, um, just, you know, the calls for change, the the killings, all, and I need to, I need to make sure I say it. I'm so glad I just said that. So I do not forget. We still have not arrested the killers of Breonna Taylor. Um, and instead of saying arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor, we need to say their names. I saw that. Um, I need to read you the three gentlemen's names who took Breonna Taylor's life and are still free. The officer's names are Brett Hankinson. He was fired, but he was not charged. John Mattingly and Miles Cosgrove. Those men are still free. Walking the streets, there has been no criminal charges pressed against them. 
uh, and no legal action taken against them in the state of Kentucky where Breonna Taylor was murdered. So we need to make sure that one, we know those people's names. They can't hide behind the officers. We need to know their names and we need to do whatever we can to bring them to justice. 100%. So thank you again for the question. The one question, I only answered one, um, but I really appreciate you guys, man. I really appreciate the love and the support that I constantly receive from y'all. I appreciate you guys tune in and want to hear my bullshit for an hour. I really appreciate it, man. So thank you. Um, thank you to everyone. I look forward to being more engaging and responding to more of your things um, in the future. So thank you guys again. Thank you. I appreciate it. Next on the docket, I want to talk about Nick Cannon. Um, if you guys do not know, um, Nick Cannon, who is famous for a while and out, um, he's been in music. He's been uh, just a, a constant in television and movies and entertainment for a long time, for a really long time. Um, he was fired by Viacom on, uh, I believe, last Tuesday or two Tuesdays ago. I'm not 100 percent sure. I know it was a Tuesday. But basically, he was fired for making anti-Semitic remarks in a recent episode of his podcast where he discussed his conspiracy theories about Jewish people. And um, he gave praise and love to a minister who was notorious for anti-Semitic and anti-Jewish comments. Um, Viacom, which is the parent company of MTV, Teen Nick, uh, Nickelodeon, VH1, uh, uh, and some other ones. Uh, prominently showcased Nick Cannon on their shows for years over various platforms. Um, a Viacom spokeswoman said in a statement that the company categorically denounced all forms of anti-Semitism. Um, they also say we have spoken with Nick Cannon about his episode, about an episode of his podcast called Cannon's Class on YouTube, which promoted hateful speech and spread anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. While we support ongoing education and dialogue in the fight against bigotry, we are deeply troubled that Nick has failed to acknowledge or apologize for perpetuating anti-Semitism, and we are terminating our relationship with him. So, one, before I even go, and then I want to say I believe this quote is attributed to Jesse Jackson, an injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. That is 100% true, just because one community may be treated more unjust than another doesn't mean that an injustice in that community is not to be handled with the level of uh, uh, vitriol or with the level of seriousness um, that it should. Like, so just because one group may be marginalized slightly less than one other group doesn't mean that when an injustice happens to the slightly under marginalized, that it somehow loses importance. So, 100 percent i firmly believe that that is my uh, uh get it out of the way moment right there i firmly believe that but i what i what i have noticed um what, what i have noticed in the climate is there is a distinct difference in the treatment of anti-semitic anti-jewish language and anti Jewish actions as opposed to the treatment of anti-black or anti-Latino or anti-person of color, anti 
uh, LGBTQ. There's a specific difference, right? That I that I can't help but notice, right? The way that when an injustice happens to a member of the Jewish community or the Semitic community, I hope I'm not misrepresenting myself, um, the way that how swiftly things are handled when they one of their members are wronged as opposed to persons of color or uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual, trans, transgender, queer peoples. Um, and this happened again, too. Before Nick Cannon, this happened in sports. Um, there was a football player. His name is Deshaun Jackson. He's a wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. And he tweeted a quote uh, related to Adolf Hitler, of course, the leader of Nazi Germany, who led the genocide of Jewish people um, in the period of time known as the Holocaust. And now, obviously, what Deshaun said about the Jews or what Deshaun said quoting Hitler and how that affects Jewish people and what Nick Cannon said are wrong, but I just don't want to lose sight of how those two issues are treated or how they were handled uh, and the difference as when it's handled when it deals with people of color or people of different sexual orientations. So the Philly Eagles, right, who were quick to penalize Deshaun Jackson for hate speech and uh, say that they're categorically disappointed and they, uh, uh, I believe they find him or something for conduct detrimental to the team and they're making him meet with leaders of the Jewish community and they're taking him to, uh, where are they taking him to the uh, the museum? I believe I don't know if it's called the Holocaust Museum, but it's a location where a Holocaust Museum is. And he's met with prominent leaders of that community for sensitivity training, if you will, or for uh, for. I don't know, a meeting, let's just say a meeting right now. Meanwhile, while his punishment was handed down very swiftly, it was dissected all in media. It was um, really hard pressed about his wrong statements. Nick Cannon was swiftly removed from his position for those statements. The Philadelphia Eagles also had a player named Riley Cooper, right? Riley Cooper in 2013 was at a concert in the Philadelphia Eagle Stadium. It's called Lincoln Financial Field. I believe it was a Kenny Chesney concert or Kenny Rogers concert. I'm not sure which Kenny it was, but I know it was a Kenny. And he was recorded. Wiley Cooper is a white football player. He was recorded in 2013 saying, quote, he wanted to fight every nigger here. He said that at a concert in in Philadelphia where Deshaun Jackson is being raked through the coals for a, a tweet. Again, injustice everywhere is an injustice everywhere, but he was recorded saying he wanted to fight every nigger here. He said that. I'm not making that up. If you don't believe me, Google Riley Cooper. Google it. The Philadelphia Eagles sent him to, quote, sensitivity training for four days, but 
they also gave him a five-year contract extension. So Nick Cannon gets fired from his jobs. Deshaun Jackson is dissected through media where there are uh, numerous public statements about how disappointed they are, how they cannot believe he said that, this, that, and the third. Really like raking him through the coals. But they literally had a player who said he wanted to fight niggers and he was given a five-year contract extension. Nick Cannon loses his job in a heartbeat. I just said it in the at the end of the question and answer segment. We still are demanding justice for the murderers of Breonna Taylor. They are free men. One man was fired. He wasn't charged with murder. He wasn't uh, indicted on anything. There's been no charges from the state of Kentucky against these men. Because the person they killed was black. I don't know. You see, I don't know. And I don't want to go down that line of saying, well, because they were black, you know, whatever. But what I am saying and what I do want to 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 push home is there is a real difference in the treatment of people who offend the Jewish communities as opposed to the people who offend or are very brutal or very insensitive toward the plights of people of color and the plights of different sexual orientations. 100%. Police officers are repeatedly caught on camera killing or brutalizing black people not a peep we have to start movements literally saying that our lives fucking matter and niggas still don't acknowledge that shit if a jewish person is killed and people say hey this was a hate crime anti-semite and i come out and say hey all religious orientations matter yeah, okay, that was anti-Semitic, but what about the people who were anti-Christian? Like, that that's basically the equivalent of all lives matter to black lives matter, right? And that wouldn't fly. That's all I'm saying. It wouldn't fly. So it's hard to look at all of the things that happen with people of color or people of different sexual orientations and starkly oppose that to when something happens to a member of the Jewish community. Remember, Judaism is not a race. Got to remember that. Judaism is not a race. Judaism is a religion. Anybody who wants can practice Judaism. But you know what they can't practice? Being a person of color. Being a person of a different sexual orientation. You cannot teach blackness, no matter what Rachel Dolezal says. You cannot do that. So I don't know. I, I Again, and I want to say it for the hundredth time, an injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. I'm certain that Nick Cannon has learned his lesson. I'm certain that Deshaun Jackson has learned his lesson. But the way that it, sh- you know, it shows me that if people want to react swiftly to something, an issue, they can. That's what it shows me. If people want to act 
outraged towards something, they can. And if people want to turn a blind eye to something, they will. So black people be getting murdered by the police since the beginning of police. You know, people turn a blind eye, black lives matter, whatever. It's all lives matter. That's what people say. But when a member of the Jewish community is wronged or has hate speech toward hurled toward them, it's super magnified. That's a, that's what the point I want to prove. So again, pray for Deshaun Jackson. Pray for Nick Cannon. I hope that this is a minor setback. Nick Cannon has been a, a stalwart in television and entertainment for too long. I'm sure he will bounce back. He's a very intelligent brother, in my opinion. Deshaun Jackson, a very talented football player, in my opinion. And he recognized, they both recognized their wrongs. They both issued public statements of apologies. I will accept them. I, I'm, as Again, it doesn't matter if I accept them. I'm not a member of the community that was wronged, but I do accept it. And I just want to make sure that, that the way that we put those people's feet to the fire when they said some ignorant shit or when they said some hate speech is put when people offend persons of color or when people offend people of different sexual orientations. That's how I want to put a lid on that. Let's keep all the treatment equal. And the same way I could say an injustice everywhere is an injustice everywhere as it relates to when a member of the Jewish community is wrong and injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere when a person of a different sexual orientation is wrong and when a person of color is wrong. And we often are. And that's that on that. That is that on that. Um, I also want to make sure I say rest in peace to Congressman John Lewis, who passed away. I didn't get again. I didn't get a chance to get to that. Um, super, super impactful brother. Um, uh, super. Man, what a he was just a super like voice of our community. Um, he was an American politician and, and a civil rights leader who served in the United States House of Representatives for Georgia's 5th Congressional District from 1987 to his previous death on July 17th, 2020. Um, he was uh, involved with the marches on Washington with Martin Luther King and just an amazing brother, honestly, an amazing brother who literally when I thank all the people who use their voices to affect change at the beginning of each show, he's one of those people. He used his voice. He used his intellect. He used his his superior um, intelligence as a voice for people, or as a as a voice to affect change in a positive way. So, rest in peace. I want to make sure I say that. Rest in peace to John Lewis, gone but not forgotten. And there's been too many, too, 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 too many rest in pieces in 2020. It's only July 25th. That's when I'm recording this. It's only July 25th, man. There's been so many rest in pieces. It's too many. Too many. So rest in peace to John Lewis, man. You are gone, but you are not forgotten. And um, all I can say is I, as a person who now has a platform, I want to try my best to empower black people and people of color, uh, minorities, in, in a way similar to how you did it. 100%. So um, rest in peace to John Lewis. Gone, but not forgotten. Last on the docket, I want to talk about sports. Sports is back. Hey, um, the NBA in their bubble, Major League Baseball, 60 game season. And it looks like NFL football is on. 
the fast track to come back. I tell you what, man, you don't realize how much you miss sports to when scrimmages come on television. Literally, scrimmages come on television where it's just exhibitions. And I am glued. No fans. They got the fake crowd noise in there. And they got the music playing and shit, at least for the NBA. Um, and for baseball, they have the cardboard cutouts to make it look like people are in the stands and the fake crowd noise and everything. And man, it's it's riveting. It's amazing television, honestly. And maybe I'm just so starved for sports. I'm a big sports fan. But like, I'm so happy to see my Mets play baseball. Oh my God. I'm so happy to see basketball back. And, um, you know, this COVID shit was a real testament to, um, to just what we had classified as normal, if that makes sense. The whole COVID and this, uh, this, the empowerment movement of people of color, um, the COVID like really like showed us a lot of shit that we just took for granted or things that we normalized um, even though they may not have been normal. Like we need to hold police officers to the fire who kill black people. That's a fact. We need to hold the justice system accountable for the way they have historically treated black people when it comes to justice or lack of. We need to make sure our voices are heard in all facets through media, through social media, through voices. And we need to appreciate the things that we kind of like take for granted, like sports. Right? I've been watching basketball since 01. I never even thought that basketball would not be played. And then a whole fucking universal pandemic happens and you're like, oh shit, the shit that I really fuck with or the shit that I really took for granted can be gone in an instant. So I think that this, the start of the return of it is like showing you like don't take shit for granted. <laughs> That's all I can say. And I appreciate that the shit is back. I appreciate the movement that has been started. Black Lives Matter because black lives do fucking matter. And I will say that every day. Um, and I'm just happy to see the return to somewhat normalcy with a lot of great changes included. And that's that on that, man. I, I'm really happy to see sports back. I'm really happy that shit is on its way back to normalcy. Shit is starting to open. Don't go crazy out there like they was doing on Dykeman and on fucking in uh, Astoria, Queens last week or two weeks ago. Whenever that was. Don't go crazy now, but it's cool, man. It's cool. That shit is on its way back to some semblance of normalcy. So that's what I will say about that. So shout out to the NBA. Shout out to the MLB. Shout out to the NFL. And shout out to us as people of color using our voices every day to continuously affect change in a positive way way and that will wrap it up episode number 25 of the bronx buyers podcast is in the books i'm your host once again my name is denzel thank you to everyone who tunes in thank you to everyone who is active and engaging on social media thank you for everyone who's giving me their love and giving me their support in this time of this podcast thank you to all the essential workers Thank you to all the people who use their voices to affect change. Rest in peace to the great John Lewis. Arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Black lives fucking matter. And that's all I got for you. 
Um, I'm going to fade you out with a great song. I'm going to continue with my R&B wave. I hope you guys have been liking that. Um, I, and I kind of like it, too, because, like, I can literally play hip-hop every fucking, you know, in intro and outro. But I want to, like, give it a, a wrinkle, throw a wrinkle in there. So um, for this week, I'm going to fade you out with a great song. It's called The Evils by Sir off of the album November, Scorpio Gang. And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode number 25. We are out. If it ain't a party, then it's gonna be Never had a problem that I couldn't solve It must be official if I get involved Caught up in a fire burning daily Harder to remember, getting harder to remember I've been through enough to drive me crazy I don't think my mama's gonna save me Maybe I'm not flying, but I'm floating If we're not headed to the top, where we going? Two miles an hour, can you picture me rolling? Cause life is so much better when you live in slow